when you need to get your day started or you just need to wind down. All you need is the Anything, Everything and Nothing podcast with Lynn and Kemp. Sit back and listen as we discuss what's important to us, even if it's not important to you. From news and entertainment to this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. We can't promise everything, but we can promise that the laughs and antics will surely bring a smile to your face. Episodes drop every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platforms. Check us out, Lynn and Kim. On this week's episode, we talk about the NBA Finals. Can the Suns push it to Game 7? We talk a little bit of Naomi Osaka as well as the Olympic Games. All that and much more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Welcome back, welcome back. It's your man Big Cliff. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know all the good stuff. Uh, Make sure you check us out on the social media, at Carolina Sports Talk on Facebook and Instagram, and make sure you hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Well, y'all, it's, as always, I am joined with my main man, my guy, yours favorite, DJ High Star in the building. The one and only, the one and only. What it look like, what it cook like, what that right hook like. You know what I'm right. I can't call it, I might spoil it. That's what the old folks say. <laughs> Hello. So check it, as is the case in uh, broadcast media, we have technical difficulties sometimes and you know what I'm saying, the booger wants to be in the uh, board today, but I ain't gonna let it shake, you know what I'm talking about? We out here. We are excited. We got some sports going on. The NBA Finals. I'm not even going to give y'all the NBA sound today because at this point, my dog is game six. What's up with it, bro? The pressure is on. The uh, it's, it's funny to me that every year, no matter how um, lopsided the finals look to start off with, how competitive they end up being and stuff like that. And um, although people question the entertainment level or value of this uh, finals, it, it has been great basketball played. So let's start right there. So you, you're saying folks been questioning it. You've been seeing folks who hadn't really been rocking with it, saying, oh, it's boring. It's, they ain't got the big names, they and so they wasn't rocking with it. Yeah, they want to see the Lakers. They want to see the Nets. They want to see those big teams and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll say it like this. At the end of the day, for me, this like you said, this has been some good basketball. Like, uh, even though it's not the, quite the outcome I expected to this point, um, just but the way that both teams have, have made the adjustments, the Bucks more so, and just really playing a sound set of basketball. So uh, for those of you who may have, as we said last week, been living under a rock, the games, uh, the finals are going on right now. We are approaching game six. At the time of our recording, uh, game six will be played actually tonight. Uh, but by the time it's aired, we'll know if we got a champ or not. But uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are up three games to two against the Phoenix Suns heading into t- game six. Um, I've seen a lot of different articles, including one we'll talk about a little bit this, uh, the, today, 
with they've said the legacies for the main four in the uh, finals, Giannis, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Chris Middleton are pretty much on the line, bro. So what you thinking? Who who's do you think it's cemented tonight or where are you at with the finals? Who would you think? Um, well, I think out of all the four of those, Chris Middleton's in a, a win-win situation. Okay. Uh, nobody expected him to be performing as he is. Analysts and commentators have urged him to and to step up his game and everything like that, but nobody's expecting him to to perform like that. Giannis um, is in a great position or whatever to to go ahead and get that milestone for his legacy. Uh, but of course, again, with with your Devin Booker. I think people kind of take his youth and and kind of take it that he'll have more opportunities, but Chris Paul may not. Mm, mm-hmm. Chris Paul may not have as much. See, for me, I think the biggest thing is, like you said, everything that Chris Brown, Chris Brown, Chris Paul has done to this point. Run it. It, it, let me see if it's gotten him to this point. And like the clip that um, that you were talking about um, with that Rachel Nichols interview, I think that sounded a lot for me. I mean, did you? Um, well, and that's the thing. <clears throat> when we when it, if we're because you know if we get accelerate to that part, um, the thing that I took away from Game Five was that the Suns are going to be prepared on the court. The basket, the they may not be making all the baskets, but they're mentally going to be prepared to to take care of the job. And then game five, supporting my claim, there was great basketball on both sides of the floor. It was just a matter of there wasn't enough defensive stops for Phoenix and a little too many turnovers, the key last turnover, of course. But, yeah, I think Chris Paul has them all with the right mindset because uh, specifically because what if he what he told Rachel Nichols. Matter of fact, and I think that's a good spot to go ahead and throw that in. Let's let you check it out, and, and so y'all can hear for yourself, and then we'll move a little forward. To have someone who knows you that well, not just knows where you started, but you two remain close even after you weren't working together anymore. Does that make sharing this moment together special to be here in this time? To tell you the truth, um, it does make it special to share, knowing what you know we've both been through, especially him. Uh, but that's not gonna win it for us. You know, tell you the truth, uh, all that's good and well, all the relationships, all the, you know, good, feel-good stories with our team is all good and well, but that's not going to win the game for us. At the end of the day, uh, I always say nobody cares about your story unless you win it. And honestly, he's right. There it is. (laughs) Nobody cares about it unless you win. You know who I thought about when he said that? What's that? Isaiah Thomas. Mm. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like, he got treated so bad. Or so wrong by who was that Boston mm-hmm. after that <clears throat> after that postseason. However, he gave his all during that postseason amidst a whole emotional situation with losing his sister and stuff right, like that. Right, and right. again, Chris Paul's words resonate with me, and I think about um, Isaiah Thomas when he says that. Yeah, for me, uh, <sighs> or Patrick Ewan, or Charles Barkley, even I, I feel yeah, well, yeah, with your Knicks and yeah. For me, I think. All of that sound good, but and, and I really was buying the hype. Oh, Phoenix, da, da, da. they got to get out there and play ball, man. If they're looking to be the... But, t- and I think that's what Chris Paul's saying. You think they're going to do it tonight? Or his mentality, rather. I mean, they're going to they're gonna give their best shot. Let's, let's, let's if, if it's okay, let's go through some of the matchups that stand out to you. Okay. DeAndre Ayton is absolutely one of the first ones. I don't as know... As far as a mismatch? Or like the matchups so, that you like, in other words? Matchup as far as the importance on tonight. Him, okay. and, and, and it doesn't matter who they play against him, because not even uh, the, the twin, um, 
for the Bucks. Lopez. Look, not even a Lopez can stop him when he's like that. Um, I don't know what's happened to him the last three games, but he has not been himself. And at the end of the day, he needs to step up and play big. Booker needs to hit his shots. Chris Paul needs to get rid of this turnover bug that bit him. Um, I wanted to say it was like he hadn't been the same since COVID, but he's come back and actually been successful. It's just been these last three games, uh, the two that were in Milwaukee and even the last game, that he doesn't look like himself. He looks like a shell of himself. So at, at what point do we start giving Milwaukee credit for mm. um, having a good scheme against Phoenix? <laughs> look at you coming with I'm just saying, and, then, and there's another point that I want to make, but we're talking about Milwaukee being on defense right now, but there's another point I want to make with the Suns stopping Milwaukee. Go ahead. I mean, uh, we talked about it earlier. I On the court, I see Chris Middleton. Um, shout out to Charleston. Uh, Charleston's, Charleston's finest, but I see Chris Middleton as... Um, and, <laughs> time out real quick, Doc, because... <laughs> Um, who was that that you were answering earlier this week when you're like he's well he spent most of his time in Texas? Who was that that you was answering? Was that Chris Dickey? I think okay yeah yeah and now okay. it was like it was our frat brother we was yeah. on the phone with them on Saturday yeah. but you made a great point he spent a lot of time in Texas but anyway <laughs> as a two Charleston and Texas Charleston. yeah exactly we still we still represent Charleston eight four three let go as a two when he's on the floor as a two there's nobody that could put a hand up to contest his shots they might put a hand up in his face but as Mark Jackson's new uh, mm-hmm, saying is mm-hmm. it's like hand up, so, so what? what? Exactly, <laughs> all the time. You know, we might have to get that for the board, bro. Hand up, so what? I, I'm I'm gonna say this at the end of the day. I want to see them to become the 20th team to take it to a game seven. Um, I know my Lakers did it in 2010. LeBron did it uh, against the um, Warriors. Um, no, no, no. When he was in Miami, um, oh. when they played the Not um, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When they took when they played Dallas. No, no, no. Who did they win their first one against? It wasn't Dallas. Um, San Antonio? When they played San Antonio. That's when they took it to Game 7 in 2013. So I want to see it. I, I, I'm, I'm eager for it. I don't know how likely it is at this point because the way that Giannis and them boys have looked, it's like the same thing that used to be the asset for Phoenix. Oh, you want to stop this person? Cool, we got that one. Oh, you want to stop him too? Oh, next, one, next man up. And whoever it was was balling. That's exactly what Milwaukee has been doing at this point. If it's Absolutely. not Chris, then it's Drew. If it ain't Drew, then it's Giannis. If it ain't Giannis, even your man's had, uh, what, 30 Bobby points the other Port. night. Shout out exactly. to Bobby Portis, too. So I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, our Phoenix pick <laughs> ain't looking real good right exactly. now. Exactly. And there's there's been enough respect put on Chris Paul's name throughout the finals, but not enough mm-hmm. respect put on Drew Holiday's name throughout the finals. Factuals. So can we talk about that real quick? Factuals. Your man Drew last is getting play. off. And the last play of the game. Let's talk about that. The last oh, with play. the steal. So for those, of you who, for those of you who missed it in game five, uh, your man Drew Holiday in like the last few seconds of the game, uh, when Phoenix had a chance to really, because the momentum was completely in their perspective, they it looked like they were coming back to win this thing at home. And your man Drew Holiday was like, yep, no, let me get them cookies. Stole the ball. From? Uh, from Chris Paul. Mr. Devin Booker. From Devin Booker. My fault, Correct. my fault. Stole it from Devin Booker. Gave the, gave the heads up. Boom. Pass up to Giannis. Chris Paul was then the one who fouled Giannis um, and, and pretty much sealed had it at that the point. Private parts in his mouth. Pause. <laughs> because so, Giannis posterized them, of course. Yeah, at the end of the day. So at the, I mean, and it defined the moment in the finals to me. I think, you think that, so. Like, that killed a lot of the Suns players. So you think that was the dagger? Like they're done tonight. I think that play killed a lot of the Suns players morale. Mm. I know they had some sad fans, man. They, that arena that was going bananas just went quiet. It was like, 
yikes, they might have just lost the finals right there. So we'll see. It's the beauty of sports. Give me a prediction in the game tonight or in the night before the Arabs, this airs. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I, be- I believe in, in Phoenix. I think Devin Booker has one more great game in him. I think Chris Paul has a, a solid game in him. They're in Milwaukee tonight and now. I'm aware. I'm okay. aware. Very aware. But um, it's it's if you're if you're down three two or if you're down three one, even if you're down three zero, like um, who was that last year? The Jazz that, mm-hmm. that came back from two three zero deficits. You take the stuff one game as, at a time. So even deeper than that, micromanaging that game, mm-hmm. you take it one quarter at a time. Then you micromanage that, you take it one possession at a time. Um, Monty Williams, if he has them that focused, I think they'll execute this evening. It, like you, to your point earlier, it's going to be about Chris Paul limiting the turnovers. Facts. They they capitalize off of turnovers, Milwaukee, and they've proven that throughout the finals. So who's your pick? <laughs> <laughs> he said all that. I want to see the Suns win, man. <laughs> Me too, bro. I want to see the Suns win bad. I don't want the finals to be over this quick. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready to start talking about baseball and football <laughs> primarily. I do want. I want us to enjoy this, this basketball. Yeah, I want to stretch it to a game seven. <laughs> Give us an exciting uh, end of the week show and an exciting show next week as well. Yeah, have you time. have you updated the listeners on on some of the changes coming? Not even yet. Okay. We'll get that. We'll get, chill, yeah, I'll yeah. chill. Uh, now, I honestly, selfishly, like I mentioned, the twenty ten Lakers, uh, we were down, we were down three two um, to them in a game five. Uh, well, after game five, we were down three two. Came back in game six, won that. Can't turn around and game seven, won that. Got our chip against the Celtics. I honestly and selfishly want the Suns to win, too, just for my man, Chris Paul. Now, I'm going to shout out for Chris Middleton because at the end of the day, like you said, we do rep him in 8-4-3, but um, I don't know. I'm, I think it's Being not that he's good. younger, you think that he got more, more <laughs> shots? Or, or it's just like, again, nobody expected. Right. Nobody at the beginning of the year is like, oh, Chris Middleton is going to be the difference maker in the F- NBA Finals this he's year. He's going to turn into Jordan Jr. And this is how, honestly, this is how legacy, I want you know all sports enthusiasts to pay attention because this is how legacies are built. It's when you're not called on and you step up to the plate, perform, execute, and make a name for yourself. Like his last name, that legacy is, you know what I mean? He's he's laying down the the groundwork for that. Oddly and weirdly, in its own unique way, this Milwaukee team makes me kind of, puts me in the mindset of the Warriors when they formed their first chip and started their dynasty. The way that nobody really expected them to come, they had been good for a while and then, boom, here's a couple of little changes here and there, and that in a championship form. And this is something that is very easily consistent and duplicate, able to be duplicated next season. I, I could very easily see them, depending upon what uh, uh, the Nets do, you know what I'm saying? I could very easily see them back in the finals next year representing the East. But There's one thing that you missed. What's that? The fearlessness. So to be that underdog and to um, – to take it, mm-hmm. you have to do exactly that. You got to take it. It's not going to come to you. As far as the chip, it's not yeah. going to come to you. It's not going to be handed, especially if you're the underdog and counted out. You have to have a certain level of fearlessness or dog in you. So who contributes that, right? Aesthetically, Giannis does. It's great. I'm a flex. I'm a... Right, right, right. I'm a rah, flex. Rah, I'm a whatever. Hype the crowd. But um, as far as substance... Who provides that dog? Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis. I can give you that. They're now, gonna, they're in a quiet way, Chris does too. Absolutely. And, when and, it's and the workman, Kawhi absolutely. type. What it is yeah. is his teammates and I think his coach are starting to learn him. 
how can I get the best out of Chris? Okay, when he gets 18 to 20-something in the first half, we know to keep feeding him in that second half. We know that he's not right. going to go cold. You know what I'm saying? So they, they're learning him as the finals go on, I think. Mm. Or as the playoffs have gone on, rather. Word. I think, honestly, if, if I had to put it on the head, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to Bucks tonight. Now, I'm I, hoping I, I, I That's jinxed. what I'm saying. If I'm a gambling man. <laughs> if I'm a gambling man. <laughs> if I got some money to put on I was on inebriated it. a little bit and had some, <laughs> some chemicals in my system, I might just be like, you know what? You know the Bucks going to win. But I'm holding on to that hope, trying to be an optimist, and I want to see a game seven <laughs> as an NBA fan. Like, I don't think that there's no other sport, um, like as far compared to baseball, uh, hockey, that has better game sevens, of course, or better entertainment value. Man. Now, listen, we've seen some fly game sevens with baseball. Yeah. We've seen some walk-offs and some crazy stuff, but basketball consistently has a lot of the high-powered game yeah. sevens. All right, let's give it to, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Milwaukee just in hopes that I, I jinx them. Anyway. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but we will see and we'll definitely update you. So as we move forward, we are going to look and go jump on to the topic, Naomi Osaka like choosing to play for Japan in the upcoming Olympics. You sound like you're already ready. No, because I want to give Shorty, her, like the queen, her flowers, honestly, like before we even start talking about this topic. Uh-huh. She's a young phenom, and she's aware of who she is mm-hmm. and all of the, the fodder that goes on around her. Just, just, I just need to give her her flowers real quick, bro. As a matter of fact, let's it's go ahead tough. and give her yeah, some, Yeah, it, it's tough out there. You got your rapper boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's tough being in that limelight. Listen, and, and she's handling it well, um, even in the midst of all of everything. Criticism that to, and all of that. Exactly, that seems to be coming her way. But for those of you who may not know... Um, she has decided to play for her natural country because she was born in Japan in the upcoming Olympics. And there have been some who have been trying to cancel culture her mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just come, coming at her from all sides. And it, it's <sighs> well, the black apologist will definitely if it's not even USA, they would want her to play for Haiti. Mm. I've heard that. Really? Okay. Yeah. The, the, again, I, I say the black apologist for lack of better terms, but you know what I mean. Like the woke community, if you will, or, or people that are coming, on, coming at her and questioning her pride as far as her black side. They okay. always bring up Haiti. Oh, why, well, why wouldn't you play for Haiti and, and bring the, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 but right, right. Honestly speaking, any mixed people, like I've grown to learn. That is a different struggle. It, we need to identify it as somewhat of a challenge, if you will. Maybe not a struggle, but they have a dichotomy that they have to coexist in. You feel what I'm saying? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. She, has to, she has to be accepted by Japanese and Haiti almost. Like a, a mixed person. Why though? Say Steph Curry. No, I'm just saying. I, 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 I take that as what a vantage point of a mixed person is. Like the, the ever the ever challenge of that. So um, a mixed person as black and white, they always say the cliche thing. Oh, I'm not black enough for the black people. And I'm, I'm well, I'm, I'm too white for the black people and I'm too black for the white people. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like it's always an acceptance factor that we have to acknowledge people. Like we, we definitely often overlook it because we just, Oh man, you, you, you privileged, you light skin and you know what I'm saying? But you know, I, I, in other words, I don't judge. I'm not judging her for playing for Japan. 
Gotcha. That's her choice, honestly. She is literally half Japanese and half Haitian, so it's her choice. And the fact that she's literally, she's been in America since she was three, born in Japan, played for the Japanese flag since she's been playing, like literally since she was 13 years old, she's been playing for them. So it's kind of like... Why? First of all, why are they even surprised? And you can tell the folks who are the as you cut the Johnny Come Latelys or the living in the moment for like okay, yeah, she's got all this other stuff going on and stuff. But at the end of the day, she's a tennis player who has consistently played for Japan. It's like not even like a secret to those who know anything about her career mm -hmm. that she would be playing for them. But it's it's the so whole this is situation. Nothing new, in other words, it, nothing new at all. It's not even like it shouldn't honestly be a story, but. For a lot of folks, like you say, it is. There are folks saying, oh, she should play in Japan. I mean, I should play for America or she shouldn't be here. Or like, like we talked off air, that there were some who were giving her the slack for all of the different well, shoots and stuff. That's right. If you wanted on. to bring up that criticism real quick, because it, it falls right into place. So Megyn Kelly um, in particular uh, criticized her. Megyn Kelly of Fox News, I believe. And, you know, that says everything that's it needs all, to say. It's literally everything so, you want to know right and there. And we know what kind of trolls that they are. Period. So you, you're talking about a, what, 22, 23-year-old girl or woman, whatever like that, young woman. And she's saying, um, Naomi Osaka has time to uh, shoot these uh, cover photos and have a reality show on Facebook or, or whatever and a documentary on Netflix. But she doesn't have time for the media and her social anxiety causes, like, ma'am, please forgive my language, but shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Megan. Like, what? Like, it's your job to get ratings and stuff like that, and that's clearly and, what you're doing. And honestly, a lot of that feels like it's just that bait click. Oh, and, and when you said Fox News, automatically we should have known there. But, like, at the end of the day, this was not a surprise to anybody who's known. Even her American citizenship, she gave that up in 2019. Mm. Like, before the pandemic, before, like, oh, that's a whole nother story for a whole different thing. But, um, honestly, her playing for Japan in the Olympics wasn't a big surprise to me. The now, big, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, go ahead. No, nah, I'm finna transition. Go ahead. Okay, one last thing. Her clapback was the classiest uh, since Tabitha Brown, I believe. Tabitha <laughs> came at Wendy Williams. <laughs> Listen, but beloved. She, she, right. So she told Megan. She said, "Megan, uh, you being a journalist, I thought that you would do your research and and that you would know that these." Um, cover shoots that I shot mm -hmm. for these magazines were over a year ago and way prior to me giving any kind of public notice about me withdrawing Anxiety, from Wimbledon or want to be right. in front of the press. But, you know, she and then she just ended it by do better Megan and blocked her and blocked Megan. Bang. And this, this was on social media. On Twitter. They were going back and forth at first and she blocked her. And then Megan Kelly, of course, tried to clap back <clears throat> like white women do. And she said, she said, as they often do, Karen Kelly, I mean, Megan Kelly said, <laughs> she said, oh, Naomi wants to dish it, but she can't take it. I'm paraphrasing. She wants to dish it, but she can't take it. She blocked me off Twitter, so she 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 runs from the tough questions and wow. stuff like that. <laughs> Even though she answered you and was like, I'm done with this. At the end of the day, the uh, athlete does not have the obligation to answer any of the questions. So the fact that she blocked her, it is what it is. But since we are talking about the Olympics... Uh, the question has been recently raised, should the United States withdraw from the Olympic Games amid rising Japanese COVID-19 numbers? I feel like you have some thoughts about this, DJ Highstar. And I do. Let's give it to him real, too. Just talk to the people. It's just a swift yes, honestly. I think a lot of folks think that we're out of the, whatever, troubled water or out of the dark or in the clear 
when it comes to this. Uh, you see it with the uh, grocery store and gas station visits. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still a, a mask enthusiast. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? I won't disclose it vaccinated or not regardless i'm still a mask enthusiast okay and um i think that we're, we're being so lax that we're again <clears throat> it's not the headline that you see all the time as far as mm-hmm. the delta variant that is whatever that's coming about but it's still real and um you know people like jay williams and stuff like that have proven so now i'm gonna say this we had a discussion about this off air uh, i'm gonna go ahead and put you on the spot you ready uh, hey hey at the end of the day, I think it's our responsibility to keep it real with the people. Um, it may be sometimes situations and instances where we might want to be a bit more censored. But in this instance, it's our opinions. We don't, you know, we ain't no politicians or nothing like that. So we're entitled to our opinions. You feel like the vaccine is good. You feel like it is not good. Where you I feel at? like it's mis- misnamed. It shouldn't be called a vaccine right now, period. Okay. It's an immune booster. Let's, let's be real. And people that are vaccinated, <clears throat> they're clearly... To me, if if I'm vaccinated with a chicken pox vaccine, then I shouldn't get the chicken pox anymore. Mm, okay. So regardless if there's another variant of the chicken pox that come about or anything like that, don't call me vaccinated if I have a possibility of catching the chicken. Regardless if it's, if, if it's going to be a less effect, like let's talk about the COVID vaccine. They say, of course, now granted, as mm-hmm. a disclaimer, people that are vaccinated, I don't look down on anyone that's vaccinated and chose to get a vaccine or look at them like, oh, you a sucker or anything like that. You have heightened the chances for you to be safe and healthy in this society. Period. Okay. All that being said, again, the propaganda is being pushed that this is a vaccine. And and I'll end it at that. I don't think that it is a vaccine and I think that it's a lot of, uh, you know, mispropaganda, if you will, going around. So even with that, you feel like and, and let's bring it to the sports perspective. Those who are vaccinated should be able to do more or lesser things. Um, not necessarily. So like with the travel, because the U.S. Olympic Committee has not restricted travel t- to those who are vaccine, vaccinated. So the Olympic athletes don't have to have their vaccines to be able to go to Japan, the worst off place on the planet for the, for the COVID-19 pandemic right now. And they're not the U.S. government said, or not even can't even say government. The U.S. Olympic Committee has said, "Hey, you don't have to be vaccinated." So, I mean, I get what you're saying, and to an extent, there are those who go like I actually took the vaccine. The my family and loved ones, uh, folks who were around, and even those of you who listeners who have been around know that I I got COVID last year in July, um, and it was a pretty big thing. I was in the hospital Absolutely. the whole nine. Um, so when I got out, I didn't want, I, I was leaning on having those antibodies, still getting tested for the antibodies as recently as first part of the year, the whole nine, XYZ. But I also went ahead to try to take that extra step, knowing that although, yes, I could still get COVID, with taking the vaccine and going through that, I could be less affected by that COVID as a result. So I think what you're saying as far as it being an immune booster is probably the most accurate name for it. But what more widespread and what's most, or I guess, easily known for a lot of people is the name and term vaccine. Correct. So I, I agree. It is an immune booster. But for me, it was like it's an opportunity to for me to boost that immunity so that I don't have to go through what I went through last year. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't I, 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 I know this isn't again, this isn't the political podcast or anything like that. But we're coming from we're getting the same message from the same people that have told us that milk does a body good. 
The same people that tell us mm. breakfast is the most important part of the day when you put bacon and eggs and all of that stuff. So it's it, again, it, I, like I know that this it's isn't that podcast. Okay, okay, but okay. let's stop heard, heard. because again, the headlines right now: oh, the, the X amount of Americans are vaccinated and. Uh, X amount of Americans have caught the COVID vaccine, but 94% of the people that did catch the COVID vaccine were unvaccinated. Okay, you mean that they were unimmune boosted. I understand that it's not as, as sexy as a name as vaccine and yeah. vaccinated. You want the name But it's not true. It, the, the fact that it's not the true definition to me and that people are still popping up with positive tests scares me. And, and I think that it, it trickles over to the decision as far as with the Olympic Games. The closer that they get... And to your point, Tokyo being a hot spot right now mm-hmm. and being wild, wild, right now. wild, and they have never been a country. No, uh, Japan has never been a country known for a low population mm-hmm. and light traffic. Right. So, I will say this: with result of the vaccine, or the let's just we we'll call it the vaccine for now. Oh, the immune booster, gotcha. <laughs> but the emergencies, but. <laughs> But in reality, though, the number of hospitalizations and deaths as a result of it have plummeted. And that that was the one number that kind of stood out to me. So if it's going to do some good, again, respecting and realizing your point that, yes, it does need to be called exactly what it is for the for accuracy and specificity purposes because history is going to tell a different story. And but even if it listen, if they called it an immune booster now and it started working and they wanted to call it a vaccine. And a hundred years, that would be called a vaccine Absolutely. in the books. So they can twist whatever they want. But with regards to what you're saying, it should. But I'm thinking, and then I really feel like if it's going to do some good, specifically, again, bringing it back to the sports talk, and this is Carolina Sports Talk. Make sure you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on the social media at Carolina Sports Talk on Facebook and the Instagram. Or if you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. But there are, as we were talking about the COVID-19 virus and the the, the Olympics and everything, um, there are some already, as you mentioned, uh, vaccinated slash uh, immune boosted athletes. (laughs) Immune boosted. Immune. (laughs) Immune. (laughs) So y'all missed the most. I'm going to give y'all a peek behind the curtains. Uh, I edited out some tremendously uh, geechy words that I was saying, and mm. it was a whole joke in here, and it was almost like that a boy slur. Been trepping. I ain't Real. saying it. I be on the Charles. Boy, that anyway. boy been trepping. <laughs> but as we put <laughs> and we still laughing about it. So if y'all hear us giggling and smiling, that's what it is. Pause. So the U.S. women have lost a basketball player, Katie Lou Samuelson after a positive COVID-19 test. Um, and she was one of the players mm. that actually received the vaccine, the vaccine ahead of time. Mm. Um, and it's for the other population that is anti-vax or have their conspiracy theories. That's uh, not doing nothing but boosting them and giving exactly. them, giving them juice, Fodder. giving them sauce. Uh-huh. I'm not a part of that community, even though I'm not a part of like the pro vaccination community either. Right, right, right. Or either. Wink. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, nah, I, I think that. They're gassing or gaslighting that whole anti-vax community with these stories that with come ammunition. out. Ammunition. 
My thing is this. For those of you who may not know the special, like, why this is big deal. Like, we understand that the world want to get back to normal and, and all of that stuff. But the Olympics themselves are not normal. It is literally Correct. a conglomerate of individuals from around the world. So The best athletes in the galaxy. Let, let, let's call it what it is. And in regular circumstances, they are sleeping in rooms, six, seven, eight uh, in a room together. It's like they have tremendously horrible stories. Yeah, weeks at a time, long distance. Like the amount of sex that they have. I was about to say, the soccer players get it in. Though. Let's not <laughs> let's not front. We are an adult podcast. The soccer players be wild. <laughs> but the, uh, the, you, all if I you ever have listened, all of them. Like they meet folks from around the country, and it's like a big slump. No, I want to say slump, like a frat party for them because many of them are of that age 19, 18, 21, 24 years old. And so that's what they would be doing. And to me, athletic, beautiful people around the world that you may never meet again, like they're partying, they're doing stuff. And so you take all of that with all of the germs that's now coming back regularly. You know what I'm saying? And you couple that with a pandemic with different strains that have been isolated to certain corners of the world that now have the opportunity to come all together to then go back. And I mean, how do people not realize that that literally it's sounds super of super spreader event? Bro, that sounds like the plot of I Am Legend 2. Like, why That's did they not point. realize? Now, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I like that one. That was funny. I'm just saying, bro. Like, it literally sounds like a terrible idea. Like, in the movie, they would be like, yo, we can't have this recorded like this. Because When you this, walk it out uh-huh. that, with that timeline, definitely. It, <laughs> when you walk it out with those details, you'd be like, you know what? This doesn't sound like the best idea uh, for us to really be doing right. But no. And, and then we talked off air again about the capitalistic perspective of it. And that's literally what would drive the right. villains and be the downfall. And when humanity is trying to rebuild, they realize, right. yo, we probably shouldn't have done this. Um, we could have did without those extra millions of dollars. It's literally how this thing would play. I don't understand why this is even still like a question. You could be vax and a vax. If you got common sense, it don't make sense, bro. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. We're both proud, leal, and loyal sons. Uh-huh. Of the most prestigious Claflin. The Claflin University. Uh-huh. Are you in favor of them keeping a homecoming event or a homecoming celebration right now? And, and let's put it in perspective for mm, okay, the bring audience. It back. Okay, it's gotcha. In, it's in November annually. Mm-hmm. Outdoor Huge event. crowd. Uh, outdoor event for the most part. The only indoor things are kind of basketball games. You have different parties and stuff going on. But outdoor tailgate type of vibe. Annual. We canceled ours last year. Mm-hmm. Had a virtual um, homecoming. November mm-hmm. in the U.S., mm-hmm. rural South Carolina. Are you in favor of them having a gathering? So here's why it's a little bit different from me, for me. I say yes to homecoming okay. one because I miss them. I ready. <laughs> Let's be real, right? <laughs> I gotta die. No, the right hand, the right hand. Yeah, nah, I do too. I want to get fly. Listen, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't been to homecoming in a bunch of years. I'm trying to make it out there. That's first. Second of all, now we got the you know what I'm saying the realness out of the way. It's not the variance. It's not the different just local geographic exposure to a large capacity. Granted, our alum are coming from around the country. Around the world. Around honestly. the world, to around be honest, because the world needs visionaries. Come on. Huh? Come on. What's up? Message. Man? What up, Hank? Claflin, we out here. See you. Stand up. But at the end of the day, it's to a smaller extent. There's not as large. 
And there's a higher concentration of vaccinated individuals that are in coming that area, and they're going to be here specifically around this area. With I took a straw poll just to see who was going, what they were planning, and their plans. Most of them said, "Well, because I'm vaccinated, now I'm coming." And even like myself, they still plan to be vaccinated and out there with my mask on. Hello. So, like at the end and, of the day, right? It's a, it's a little like less. That, I'll keep yeah. it kind of quick with me. I'm thinking I'm gonna. Like normal years, I'm going to spend a lot of my time in the hotel room and mm-hmm. a lot of my time at the tailgate. Tailgates, literally. So, and bang. You if end there's up. closed arenas, like you said, I'll still have my mask, be practicing social distancing. I don't want nobody sneezing in my face. But outside of that, if they got some, oh, come inside the basketball gym and we've got 3,000 people and I'm cool. <laughs> right. I'll wait till the game is over. Yeah, I see y'all on the outside. But yeah, as we get back to the Olympics, um, the numbers are what they are. And even there's another one that came out earlier, Kara, earlier today, rather. Kara, Kara Eager. You got it. You got it. I got it. We in here with it, too. Kara Eager, the U.S. women's gymnastic alternate, has tested positive, And there's another one that's in the protocol uh, as a close proximity. Prayers to all of them that, you know, because that must be a scary thing. Mm-hmm. When you're vaccinated or Im- immune is boosted. Right. Your immunity is boosted. <laughs> <laughs> and then you end up like in all seriousness, that's got to be a um, a frightening thing. I've had it once, and the um, I had it once, and I'm not going to say it was dormant. What do they call that when it was? Uh, oh, the uh, the non-active. Side. I know what you're talking kinda, about. The, right. Um, it, yeah. And I I did lose my smell and lose my taste, but it wasn't. I didn't have. It wasn't severe. But I don't never want to have that again. Ever. <laughs> so I'm just going to be <laughs> real with everybody. I don't want to ever have that again. So if the if the vaccination was the way for you to not have to worry about that to boost your immunity, so I've considered I've considered the immune okay. booster, but again I'm there's there's still I don't mean to get esoteric on everybody, but there's a divine part of me that's like, well, Rome, if they're not calling it uh, what it is, then there's something going it? on. So gotcha. Forgive me, but yeah, no, that's, no, that's what it is. Yeah, but. To each your own, make sure you guys are being safe at the end of the day because we want y'all to keep listening to the show. We want y'all to be able to be prosperous. So y'all keep doing your things. And as we're talking about prosperous, it is a guy. I'm prosper. I mean, it's a guy out here who I got to give a shout out. Q's 50 Cent. Who? Hey, hey. 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 What up, shout Queens? out to Taylor Moten. Of the Carolina Panthers, who has signed an extension to stay in Carolina. Any relation to any other Motons? That we- I don't know, but he need to go check it out with this uh, four-year extension he signed over here. Because Mr. Moton uh, and all his family are about to be some uh, much more lucratively happy folks. Four-year contract, $72 million, and that includes 43 guaranteed million dollars so shout out to him uh first before we dig into it any thoughts about that uh the panthers locking up their starting tackle uh big man in charlotte right now yeah like to catch him at the bar <laughs> <laughs> you really think they pay for drinks in charlotte any of the players that are like notable like folks know who they are um like okay let, let's take our our frat brother <laughs> turned um journeyman uh into consideration byron bell okay you know i think there's some times where some of your outside affiliations may um motivate you to to buy the bar out or to buy rounds and mm, stuff like that they'll be out there balling <sighs> stunting a little bit because i've been a receiver of the- <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, I'm hanging out with the NFL cats tonight, man. They got long pockets. I mean, and, and what's and, up, young bro? <laughs> dog team, what's good, dog? You need anything, bro? But no, I think it's it probably goes both ways because I, I've seen and heard stories about certain other players, especially in some of the bigger cities like your Chicago's and New York's, where anywhere that they go out, I know Aaron Rodgers don't pay for nothing, and, and he just can't. And, and he only drinks beer, it seems like. Exactly. So, but either way, the 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 move was big for the Panthers because it cleared over twenty four million dollars in cap space, um, and now we've got about ten million more. Uh, than what we had before the deal um, doing this now also gets us ready for the next season when we'll have uh, our breakout star cornerback Mr. DG from uh, DBU we'll have him DJack he'll be getting ready for renewal we'll have some of these other ones getting ready to come and so it's definitely going to be um, advantageous for us to have that space now when those big contracts come down the line so shout out to the Panthers for that uh, and we are excited to see what moves they'll be able to make with this extra space now, from here, since we're already talking about the NFL, I just think we ought to. Yo, Yo. you hear that? No, who, who's that at the a door? Special bro? guest or something? Is that a special guest that we have in the building? Yes, sir. Shout out to Patriot Patty in the building. I'm back. Welcome back. Uh, the one and only. What's up, y'all? What up, sis? So what you been up to, ma'am? We ain't seen you in a couple of weeks. Everything good with you? Throwing that pigskin around? Moved into my new apartment. Hey! Yo, round of applause. Shout out, shout out. You know, you know. The slow applause. But it's here, though. You got it, though. (laughs) That's what's up. They standing. They standing. It's a standing. Right, it's a standing, old too. That's what's so, up, man. Probably. Well, you, you came in just in time, man. We are getting ready to talk some NFL, a little big deal, okay. no thing. So, you know, as we get started. That's a big deal. Nah, that ain't no thing. Y'all know what it is. We talk about different topics. This one specifically with NFL, and our analysts will let you know if it's a big deal or if it ain't no thing. First up, Aaron Rodgers turns down a two-year extension that would have made him the highest paid NFL player. We'll start with you, Patriot Patty. Is that a big deal or not a thing? It's a major deal. Mm. That's a big deal. Okay, and why do you feel like it is? Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers, and basically he letting you know it's not about the money. It's mm. personal. Mm. Honestly. Spit that. I don't care about the money. You feel Listen. me? It's personal. It's this locker room. It's what's going on behind these doors, behind these games. It's so bigger than the cash, it's a, bigger exactly, than the bag. And I didn't, Okay, okay. I'm, ooh, ooh. Hi, Star. What you say? Yo, she took the words out of my mouth. For real, that's but nah, that's deal. shout out. It, it is a big deal um, for Aaron Rodgers. Again, if this potentially was making him the highest paid player ever, I'm sure that he was aware of that and his agent was exactly. aware of that. And somebody that's probably upset about it was his agent. Mm, right. <laughs> Hurt feelings. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? One time for the agent, uh, where is it? Oh. Yeah, man, that uh, he got to be hurt for, for losing all that money. But at the end of the day, I think for me, it's not a big thing. And nah, that? that ain't no thing. At the end of the day, him turning down that money means nothing. You said it. He is Aaron Rodgers. He has already been paid, and he is going to get paid. So at the end of the day, he knows what he wants to do, and he doesn't have to sign that. Because if he decides, I want to stay, they're going to pay him that anyway. So for me, it's not that big of a deal. What message was he sending by turning it down? That he still has the power. But they knew that. If nothing else, the fact that he waited until the day before or the day of the draft to even say it was him flexing his muscles and saying, yo, I'm Aaron Rodgers. 
I hear y'all got a draft and there's 254 other players that's getting ready to, to be on these teams. But at the end of the day, I'm Aaron Rodgers and what I say is what it is. And it to an extent, it's that ultimate diva thing. But at the same time, he de- he commands more respect than they have given him. And he's going to flex his muscles to show him how much and how and how wrong they really were. So I think that that's not a big thing. As we move forward, the Rams running back uh, Cam Akers tears his Achilles tendon. Patriot Patty, is that a big deal or not a thing? I definitely say it's a big deal. Okay. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And why do you feel like it is? I feel like it is because, first of all, that was going to be the, um, excuse me, that would be their runner-up pretty much. Mm. And um, who, I mean, who else, who who, who they got, I think it's Malcolm Brown they got. Malcolm Brown, then, they got Henderson. They got a couple of Patriot Patty. Yeah. In my opinion, I mean, who who's out there as far as free agents? We got Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. and Le'Veon Bell. So who you signing? If 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 you were them, who who would you okay. sign in, in, oh. in a place of him? Ooh, ooh, we gonna get to that in just one okay, second. Because I want to. Because I. Ooh, I'm gonna get back to that. Okay. High star. Big deal or no thing? Big deal. Um, it's definitely a big That's deal a for big deal. fantasy football uh, players out there. And then also just simply because of the recovery time of um, an Achilles tear. Right. It's a huge deal. I agree. It is also a big deal. That's and a big deal. For exactly the reason that she just said. I'm not signing either of those players. Okay. The, with the way that the Los Angeles Rams are constructed and specifically with the moves that they've made in signing the quarterback this offseason and the, com- the run by committee that they had last year, at the end of the day, you can just kind of with either one of those guys – I think most of them would both of them would want to be the guy when in reality they just need a guy. Cam Akers is a quality running back, but because of the system that they've run in with him and Henderson, with him and Malcolm Brown, I he's actually interchangeable. He's interchangeable. And, and although he is probably the best of the three that they had, I had Henderson in fantasy football last year. Absolutely. And he was getting off consistently. Getting consistent points. And so and at any given time, they don't they didn't need one of the Adrian Peterson type running backs who's going to want to be out there for three. Every touch. And, and exactly. And even though he's not that running back anymore, he's still going to want to be a ball dominant kind of guy. Or even Le'Veon Bell with for several of the reasons that he's not yet been able to be successful outside of Pittsburgh because he wants to be the guy. When he was there, he was the main running back. And with, with, the, with the scheme that many of the teams are running today, they don't need the guy. They just need a guy out there. So, that's why I feel like it's a big deal, and I wouldn't sign any of them. I'd go find some college running back who has been hungry, maybe some HBCU guy who didn't get drafted, who is at the end of the day with the preseason starting. They're going to be cuts from other squads. They don't have to sign anybody now. Right. There's somebody. Their next starting star fantasy running back or even reality running back could be on somebody else's practice squad right now or even you know a, a camp body. To your point, Cam Akers came out of nowhere last year. Factuals. Exactly. Factuals. You're right. So. So, yeah, um, it's a big deal only for Cam. I, I hate to see him. And I think, like you said, for fantasy purposes. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how it is and what happens moving forward. Next up on Big Deal, No Thing, uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning to headline the alternative Monday Night Football broadcast. Big Deal or No Thing, Patriot Patty? Um, I mean... I don't want to sound like a hater or uh-huh. anything, okay. but I wouldn't say it's a big deal. Okay. And I would say that because nah, that ain't no thing. Exactly. I would say <laughs> that because they are the Manning brothers. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, <laughs> I would expect them, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, after they retire and all that, I would expect them to do something big, you know. Absolutely. Congrats to them. I just, just better not be no Patriots and Brady Super Bowl jokes or anything on the show. But other than that, <laughs> Yo, okay. that's what's up. Congratulations. All right, what you say on it, High Star? Peyton Manning, that's my guy. Ever since high school, that's been my guy, but this is no thing, honestly. Okay. Um, to Patriot nah, Patty's point. that ain't no thing. Archie Manning made sure that these boys was going to be good from right. the time that they was about exactly. 16, 17 each. So, you know what I mean? And was, even they other brother is, is he's he still who quietly uh-huh. might be the best uh-huh. one out of all of them. Right, hey. right. <sighs> boy, that blood, boy. But, all right, so y'all, uh, uh, I guess in true form, okay. I'm going against the grain that's here. A big deal. And saying that it's a big deal, and for this reason. For the last three consecutive years, the ratings have begun to slightly decrease in Monday Night Football, primarily because of the trash coverage that they have been putting. Not coverage, but uh, color commentary. Okay, statistics. That they've been coming out. Who's been the commentators? Let's go ahead. So they had the Booger McFarland and um, Joe Tessator. Trash. Uh, They had, uh, this past year, they had my guy, uh, the insider, the black guy who used to be. With the glasses? uh, Oh, my goodness. I can't think of his name. It's Um, not a Michael... Uh, we can look it up and find yeah. out if you would, though. But, like, um, at the end of the day, the, the coverage has been pretty... The fact that we have to look their names up to remember who was on Monday Night Football we, is We know is the leaning. black guy, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, we, I mean, we know him, but at the end of the day... The, and, and then the other quarterback that used to be in Denver. Oh, he... Oh, he... Oh, oh, Brian Greasy. I hate him on there. I don't know why people like him. Right. <laughs> But at the end of the day, that's why for me this is a big deal. Mike Tarico. Mike Tarico and no, 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 that's not who I was talking about oh, though. Because the there was three of them in the booth last year for the first time when it's normally two and then a field person. So they had Mike Tarico, Brian Greasy, and then there was another black guy um, who was on it, and that's the one. Uh, just find out who that was for me real quick. But at the end of the day, to have the Manning brothers, like I don't like. I've never liked them. I don't know if you knew that, Patriot Patty, but I don't. I don't like Eli. I definitely don't like Big Head Peyton. You know what I'm saying? And I've never liked the two of them. But since both of them have, well, since Peyton retired, I've learned to respect him because he's actually really funny. He's actually like incredibly knowledgeable about the game of football and he's entertaining. Like both of them on Saturday Night Live, they were funny dudes. And so to say that you, I now have an opportunity to watch Monday Night Football and not listen to this trash that, you know what I'm saying, that they have been, ever since they, uh, Gruden left the booth and went back to coaching, Monday Night Football has, has been declined. garbage. Yeah, <laughs> no, but to your point, Eli and Peyton being some of the cerebral mm, minds exactly. in the game, mm-hmm. they get like, so it's similar to Tony Romo. Exactly. CBS, exactly. And so now you got both of them with all of their football knowledge and the fact that these dudes are funny. And then you add in the fact that they'll be having uh, NFL, former NFL players oh, and other yeah. legends coming on it. That's a right. big deal. Who is watching regular Monday Night Football? I, I'm I mean, just saying shout out it's to Steve not. Levy too. Steve Levy. Yeah, Steve Levy. <laughs> shout out. Steve Levy. Good dude. Go ahead, though, Samson. I was just saying it wasn't a big deal because we knew we wouldn't no longer hear the Manning brothers' name after they retire. Like, we right. knew we would still see them on TV. I got you. So you're saying TV. from a grand we school knew, thing. Yeah, like, we knew that. So that's why I say it's not a big deal. Like, But congratulations. That's what's up because I will be tuning in, you know? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> for me, when I say big deal, it's a big deal for Monday Night Football. Okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at this time, we will be jumping into our emails. It is mail time. You've got mail. 
So this week we must have rustled some feathers, High Star, because uh, rustled, ruffled, whatever we did, we got <laughs> we woke some folks up. We woke some folks up definitely. And I guess that's just how it's supposed to be, you know what I mean? So we are excited that you guys are emailing and, and seem to be uh, awakened uh, <laughs> and engaging and engaged with it. So as we jump straight into the emails, our first email of the afternoon comes from uh, an anonymous emailer today who simply signed it as your Carolina sports talk troll. And he writes, <laughs> Big Cliff. You failed. DJ High Star won. Hello. Dot 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 and lost. Both of you, <laughs> both of you were all over the map on this segment. Uh, J- Jamel Hill would have clearly been run through conservative media for the same offense. Harsher consequence as well. Anytime someone is targeted by the most powerful person in the world, regardless of their political affiliation, they are doomed professionally and sometimes personally. The mention of their name by a sitting president for good or for bad brings attention. This happens on smaller scales as well. Regardless, Rachel Nichols from the clip you played didn't lie. Let's be real. Many times people don't get the job because they are black, but sometimes they get it because they are black. Uh, It's worked for and against many of us. Keep it 100. Is Maria Maria Taylor all that talented? Is she the person everyone wants to ride for? That's a real question. At the end of the day, pressure makes a business conform when they look at the bottom line and unwanted negative attention. His email goes on to then say, Jamel Hill spoke her mind using a platform outside of her job, which works in many cases outside of the public sector. The the network made a business decision based on the pressure. It's called canceling. The same thing the former president is mad about now. Rachel Nichols is getting the business from black people right now, but she'll be okay. She'll just, she's just got to ride out the storm. Jamel Hill is a millionaire too. She'll make some, some make some cash and set it out until the coast is clear. Oh, that was almost terrible. Uh, <laughs> plantations really do make a lot of millionaires. DJ High Star, pick cotton or speak your mind on a mic about fun stuff in an air conditioned room or network television. Which one of our, which one was our, which would our ancestors choose? I said it. Uh, can a person keep it real in and off? Hold on, wait. Can a person keep it real in and off the record conversations? Most of the time, people don't want others to hear a private conversation. The problem is that the leak was a setup, and homegirl is trying to get paid. Isn't her contract ending? Doesn't she want to be the next Stephen A. Smith, or at least get Stephen A. Smith money? As New Yorkers say, "Yo, get that out of here." Which are you choosing? BET Sports is looking for a mediocre anchor. <laughs> I'm done troll. for Truly now. Your oh, Carolina wow. sports talk troll. <sighs> well, your thoughts, DJ High Star. DJ High Star's thoughts. First of all, <laughs> to, to, stop to, being to be anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, right? nah, nah, nah. I know exactly who that was, just from the tone of the letter. So, <laughs> shout out to you, Mr. Anonymous. And awesome points made. Um, I don't agree with all of them, of course, but right. but still yet, um, and and very um, very touchy points also made as well. I see why you called yourself the troll and stayed anonymous because the point about um, our ancestors and what they would choose or whatever like that, you know, it's not about choice. Our ancestors were given their choice, so exactly. you know. Literally. But at Literally. the same time, in that hypothetical world, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. 
the major thing that he um that I did well, you know what? Before I even let me be <laughs> gracious to our guest, Pe- uh, Patriot Patty, what are your thoughts on this matter? Well, um, to continue what you were about to get in, the major thing that mm-hmm. stood out to me, all honesty, and what he said, well, he or she, sorry, because I don't know who you are, Miss Mr. or Mrs. I say he, Anon- I say he don't worry. We're oh, okay, <laughs> Mr. Anonymous. I know him. Um, the major thing that stood out from what you emailed, Carolina Sports Talk, is um. When you stated um, it's hard, black people get hired because they're black and Mm. black people don't Mm. get hired because they're black. That was a very strong statement. And we all know why you said that. So I'm going to just end it on that. But Mm. that was strong, my brother. That's real. Mm. Yeah, whole time. For me, and uh, and I guess in the spirit of what this one came for, with specifically what we talked about last week, and if you didn't, if you guys missed it last week, we touched on the Rachel Nichols situation with her being secretly recorded for um, and talking about Maria Taylor and the ask and ESPN asking her to take a reduced role for the finals to be able to boost a black anchor. Um, he talked about Jamel Hill speaking her mind and how, in many cases, that's outside the public specter sector. But for me. That's that's false because we've seen how so much of these regular everyday people are now being canceled and fired from their jobs for racist remarks being made mm-hmm. on social media. So for that, even that component in itself was just wrong for me because no, she is I got even either an even more great responsibility simply because she is in the public eye. And so Everyone has access to everybody's tweets. Nothing that you ever put out can really be gone forever because if somebody takes a screenshot, you're short. But in that instance, he was wrong. He, he agreed with some of our points in, at the end of the, day, the, the, the troll. You know, we appreciate you listening, but you're wrong. So uh, at the end of the day, you can get one that the uh, guy got earlier. But we appreciate your feedback, though. Mr. Anonymous. And he definitely took the time to email. I appreciate (laughs) all of the great points that you didn't make. And he he wrote a lot, y'all. It's like like an essay up there. He meant what he said. (laughs) Mr. Anonymous is officially a family member of the show. And feel free, uh, Carolina Sports Talk Troll, to be a troll at any time. And if you are interested in being a troll, make sure you hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk. Now, if they stay anonymous, net. they can't get their goodies. In the, in the yeah, game. you don't get the you sports can't pack. Get your, yeah, yeah, swag pack. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get the swag pack. So, our next email actually came um, across and is a voicemail, you guys. So, we're going to go ahead and play that one now. It's from a friend of the show, uh, our fellow Crux Media guy, Mr. B Easy from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Shout out, shout out. Bang, bang. So, let's go ahead and let you hear what he had to say in his email. Yo, what up, Big Cliff and DJ High Star? It's your boy, B Easy from the. DJ Blaze Radio Show Podcast. Um, I just wanted to comment on your latest episode on the Rachel Nichols, um, Jamel Hill, ESPN situation. Um, I agree with you, and I agree with you initially, uh, Big Cliff, on, you know, what Rachel Nichols said. Like, they were, you know, they're trying to overcompensate with, with for their uh, bad um, track record when it comes to, like, things of race. You know, Whenever there's an uproar, they jump to one side or they jump to the other side, you know what I'm saying, whichever side makes the most noise. Um, but the thing with Rachel Nichols said, I agree with her until she laughed, uh, she chuckled at the thing that the person she was talking to said. He said something to the effect that, you know, he was tired of the Me Too stuff and the Black Lives Matter stuff or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I think he said, like, if you hear any more of that, he's going to scream. Some, it was something to that effect. Y'all can play the clip or whatever. But when she laughed, that kind of... Cause she told the line with her with her comments, but once she laughed at that, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of her stepping over the line. 
um, or maybe it was a nervous laughter, but you know, this day and age, you you know, like I was saying, some people don't, you know, she needs the grace, whatever. I, I'm not going to give you grace when you laugh at something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's a little bit different between her and Jamel Hill. Um, with the ESPN, you know what I'm saying? Well, back then anyway, they couldn't really talk about political stuff and the race stuff unless it had to do with sports. So if it tied into sports, then they could kind of segue into that type of stuff. Um, I know Jamel, you know, like you said, Jamel got called out, you know, by ESPN. She got suspended the first time. Um, Dan Lebatar, he got suspended a few times for talking about stuff that they weren't supposed to talk about, you know, even like a week suspension and things like that. I think one time he was suspended for a month, but that's neither here nor there. But um, the thing with Jamel was different. Like like y'all said, she got warned the first time um, and her tweet was public. Rachel's stuff was something done in private. Um, and it was like caught on, you know, some people would say a hot mic. Um, but I was listening to Dan Lebatar's uh, podcast and uh, Amin El Hassan, he was saying like, you know, the thing that they use to, to talk or whatever, it's not like the Zoom we use. They use some other thing and the producers or whoever controls it can basically turn it on whenever they want to. You know what I'm saying? So like um, Amin was saying one time he was uh, he was doing a show and he was like, I forgot to turn on my camera. I turned my camera off or whatever. It was on or off or whatever. And the guy was like, don't worry about it. I can do it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? So I think one of you guys kind of alluded to the fact that she got set up. Um, and I think she did get set up, but that neither that, you know, that don't excuse her words and her laughter. Oh, and uh, I was also like I said, I was also rooting for Jamel Hill and, and, and Michael Smith. You know what I'm saying? They really blacked up the uh, six o'clock sports center. Um, they had all the skits and stuff like that. So if if only they would have wait, like she would have waited a little while longer, um, you know, because now that 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 type of talk is everywhere on ESPN, you know, the race relations and the, the political stuff sometimes. So if she would have waited a little while longer, um, I think they would have still been there. I think the ratings would have got up and it would have been a lot of uh, upset uh, white supremacists, whatever. But um, y'all guys keep up the good work. Um, and if y'all listeners, y'all check me out on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. But we ain't clean, though. I'm out. Shout out to my guy, Be Easy. And like he said, if you have not yet checked him out, uh, go ahead and on and follow on the Crux Media family member. Uh, oh, what is that? The Crux Media family of podcasts. There we go. I'm going to learn to use his mouth at mm-hmm. one point. Pause. Pause. Yeah. So he is uh, the host of the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. We're actually on an episode with him this week. So check it out. Let us know what you think. Let him know what you think and hit him over there. As far as his points, bro. He made a lot of good ones. Um, the one for me that stood out the most was if Jamel had just held on a little, if she had shut her mouth for a little while longer. Can you imagine Juneteenth celebration with the two of them on SportsCenter? <laughs> what that would have been like, bro? Yeah, that would be crazy. I, um, <laughs> the, the big point that stood out to me again was kind of his um, observation about Jamel. Um, his observation about Jamel saying what she said on a public platform versus, again, what we kind of coined as Rachel Nichols being Donald Sterling, if you will. Right, 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 right. At the end of the day, my points persist from last week, bro. Um, I don't find that there's a problem, and and we appreciate you guys' feedbacks. Uh, At the end of the day, I ain't wrong. So (laughs) she wasn't wrong in what she said. Maybe the way it might have come across, I get it, but I still don't have a problem with what she said. Let's be real, honestly. The intent of it being released was malicious. So facts. So whatever negative press comes from this, 
that was an intention of whoever mm-hmm. leaked this stuff out. You're right. And that leak culture, man, it's crazy, crazy, crazy how things just kind of slide in there and, and pause. But like how things just come out and, and it's like, how do you nah, not realize right. that? You know what I mean? You being recorded. Ugh. It is what it is. Well, I, I mean, and to his point, that, and that's a great another great point that he made, Zoom is not the platform that a lot of these professional people use or, right, you right, know, right, there's right. different. In other words, there's different platforms and stuff like that. Um, to our point, like if we use um, any kind of dating sites, it's not the same that celebrities or athletes might be using. Gotcha. They got you a different I mean? level and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. So I, I got think you. that definitely um, has a, you know what I mean, takes part in there and, and has a, a part to play, if you will. Cool beans. So again, if you guys want to be able to sit, be a part of the show, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Well, that is going to do it for the show this week. I want to spe- thank my special guest for coming out, Patriot Patty. Go ahead and shout them out, people out. Let them know your social media. Hey, so you can add me on Instagram and call her Kita, call with a K. And it's about four or six H's behind no. the Kita. <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to be a little bit more accurate than that. <laughs> well, DJ High Star, how do you go ahead and... Tell the people how they can find you on social media. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, follow me on Instagram at DJ underscore High Star, H-I-G-H-S-T-A-R, at DJ underscore High Star on Instagram. Follow me on all of the socials at High Star Bars. And that's how you be specific, right? <laughs> and that's your man, Big Cliff. Again, we appreciate you checking us out here at Carolina Sports Talk. Make sure you follow us on the Carolina Sports Talk at Carolina Sports Talk. On Facebook, Instagram, and on, yeah, just those two. And make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts. Peace.